Hello everybody. Uh, do you hear me well? Yes, yes. Okay, very nice. Thank you all for being with me to get coming to this class again together and uh, we're going to proceed on with our topic, Seven Commandments of Noah. And uh, last time I spent time on just kind of overview on the outline of the course. Today, with God's help, we are going to start with the uh, first commandment of Noah, which is, as uh, you remember, the first commandment, the most important one, is idolatry. Idolatry. Now, of course, and I, I had this experience many times when I mentioned idolatry, people, you know, raise a brow. What do you mean idolatry? Who, who, who worship idols today, you know? Uh, the stone and, and the stone idol, uh, wood, wood uh, idol, uh, the star and the moon, worshiping that, of course. Not. Of course, when the Torah says, Torah is eternal. So when the Torah speaks about uh, idolatry, it's for all generations to come. And every generation, regardless of our progress, and it will be clear to you as we go on, uh, regardless of our progress in science, in understanding, philosophy, we will have our own, we will have idols to worship. Time and again, again, it's all predictable way. As if the Torah foresaw that for uh, from the beginning. So idolatry, of course, is a, is a negative aspect uh, of don't worship uh, God beside, be, be, beside, don't worship idol behind me, be, beside, and don't worship any God beside me. In the Ten Commandments, you know, second, the Second Commandment, uh, do not worship idols. Do not, do not bow to them. Do not. Uh, the sacrifice to them and so on. But there is a negative aspect, but the first commandment, I'm talking now about the Ten Commandments, not to, uh, in the Ten Commandments, the first one is, I am the Lord, your, or Hashem, your, that took you out of Egypt. So I am, it's considered the first commandment. So idolatry, uh, the, the prohibition, or the commandment of idolatry, uh, is not only prohibition, it's a positive commandment in a sense that you have to know who is your creator and uh, what do you want, what does he want from you, if anything, and uh, who are you, and and, uh, and uh, so you need to know this, the 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 basic of the Torah in a positive way, not in a negative, only negative. Don't don't worship idol. The, uh, it's a positive one, and that's what we are going to focus now. Later on, we'll focus also on the negative side. Um, which idols are eternal, and which are just logical error, and wh what is what is the Torah wants from us in, in that aspect. But right now, uh, we're going to uh, talk about the positive. Uh, who is the creator, and, and so on. Uh, so for that, for that purpose, the Torah dedicated the whole chapter. It's a chapter one in Genesis. So the, the commandment number one 
uh, uh, idolatry uh, is uh, actually presented to you right away uh, in a chapter one. And the chapter one, if we is the Genesis, if we look, if we take like a bird view on the chapter, what it says, you know, and the first verse, uh, the first verse introduced to you. Uh, let me kind of first of all move move my page here, my site on 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 the on the board. should have been there already. Okay. All right, here is uh, our site. Um, okay, so we, this is what we talked about last week, and, and now uh, we're talking about the Genesis. Uh, and it starts with the, with the beginning the, start, the, the, the Torah presents you a first statement, the first line that says, who created the world, the heaven and the earth? And then it goes on to, if you look, I'm, I'm, I hope that everyone has a Bible open on, on his lap or her lap. It can be uh, a stone or any other Bible, it doesn't matter. Of course, the English translation varies, but I'm I'm now concerned more on the on the topic, on the main topic. So, the, the Bible says, the Torah says, first he describes you uh, who created the world, and then he says day by day. Uh, in the first day, if you look at the Genesis number one, the first day he said it, uh, let it be light, and there was light. And he called, and there was evening, there was day, and he called it uh, day one. And then uh, he, sec day two, he created, the, he separated the water from above, from the water below. And uh, there was a second day, day two. And then the third day, uh, if you follow me, uh, he separated the water from, from below. And he separated, gathered it together, so the land showed up. And he called the land earth and the seas or oceans, and then followed by a creation of uh, grass, trees, seed of life. And this was number, f this is day three. Pa uh, this is now verse 13. Verse 14, now come the fourth day, the separation, the appearance, the appearance of the sun and the moon on, on earth, on the sky. We'll talk about those issues later on. And that was number, uh, this is day four. So the creative go, uh, the, to the story, the Torah goes on number to day five, verse uh, 20. Uh, the, the water is, uh, uh, the water is now uh, filled with uh, living, living creatures and then the birds and then the uh, uh, day five is over. Now 25, 24. Uh, the the crocodile and the uh, I think the crocodile actually was was were, were born earlier. Um, where the crocodile should be 
just after yeah just after the uh, the, the fish and the birds and the crocodile and now day six and the the beast the, the cattle the beast and everything that crawls on the ground and then this is now the sixth day and and uh, and then um, a, a creation of Adam and Eve and the Sabbath so the Torah devotes the Torah devotes a whole chapter for us describing in detail day by day what happened in a special order uh, what happened the four the, the first uh, the the one the two and so on and finally where where at what day it described what day was Adam created on the sixth day followed by the Sabbath so if just by looking from this bird view, without going into detail, without discussing anything else, we can see that the, the first chapter described uh, who is a creator, what what is a creation, what did he create in detail, creation, and then Adam and the Sabbath. So these two, four, these four topics, creation, creator creation, man or Adam, and the Sabbath. So the, 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 the relationship between the, those two four major topics or entities, the relationship between them uh, is a subject of idolatry. Uh, who is the creator? What he wants from us? And wh why did he create us? On what day? What is the difference between us and the creation? And what is the Sabbath? So where, where are we coming from? Where are you going to? Where are we going? All that, all that is presented in chapter one. Uh, that's one. In fact, that's one good, good definition of idolatry. The commandment is the belief in, in chapter in chapter one. Whatever chapter one says uh, is is part of the of the. Uh, uh, first command of Noah to believe it, to understand it, to understand the relationship between us and God and, and creation and where are we going, where are we coming from, where are we going. That's the, without that, there is, this is the basic of, of the Torah. This is the basic of, your, of whatever you, every human being should know. Uh, of course, when we, we later on, as we continue to learn, we will go to very uh, very detailed definition of idolatry. For instance, I'm going to show you here one of the classes here. Uh, later on, as we go, there is a whole class here, number 13, on that side, that talks about the foundation of idolatry, uh, but it takes us time to get there in detail, to understand, try to identify to sum up what idolatry is, so it takes a little time. Right now we're still from the bird view. So let's remember that. Now, so let's go back to the basic. And um, any question for me so far? Any question for me? Do you hear me well? Is it, do you have any question?
No. Any question from the from the no no question. Okay. Fine. I just want to to be sure that you are not asleep. That you are with me. All right. I have no chance to see you. You know, usually I sit across people and uh, we glance at each other, we smile at each other, so it's a different story. Uh, here I'm sitting on the internet. When, maybe one day Ray tell me that you will have like a camera and I can, you can see me, I can see you, so it will have, will have a different feeling for, for that. Right now it's kind of, I'm talking to the air and I hope that some of you will hear me, so to speak. Anyhow, and it's different. I have, uh, usually, my experience is, is a teaching is always uh, people to people. So bear with me. Now, so now we're going to ask the basic. We go to the first. We we, we increase the microscope magnification, and from bird overview, we go down now to uh, first focus on the first verse of the Torah which is depicted here and I'm, I'm going to ask any one of you, each one of you a question, a rhetorical question of course. Uh, tell me each one of you rhetorically uh, who, created, who created the world and what for? And what for? So again I'm going to repeat it. Who created the world, the world, in six days? And who, so, who created it, and and for what purpose? For what purpose? Now I understand. When if I ask this question, almost everyone will will uh, open up his uh, Bible and will show me. You know, this is what depicted here. In the beginning. Actually, it should be at the beginning. Oh, it's it's a mistake. It's not off code. No, that's a good. That's not a good translation. It should say, at the beginning, comma, God created the heavens and the earth. That's it. That's verse number one. At the beginning. God created what? In the beginning. No, it does in the beginning or at the beginning. In the beginning. Could be. Uh, uh, God created the heavens and the earth. This is a statement number one. So from this I understand that uh, the name of the Creator is God. Well, every child knows that. You know, across America, across Europe, you go to, to the Far East, you go to the jungle of Africa. I've been to many places and everywhere I went. God, I knew every, every child on earth, I can swear to you, every child on earth, including Muslims and Christians and any, any, any person on earth today know that verse. And it can ask you right away, who, what's the name, who created the world? God. Who else? Well, if I, if that is uh, continue, but I'll continue to ask you for what purpose? 
And don't, and you know, you try to give me answer uh, for what purpose, to be a good man, to, to do this, to do that, I don't know. Why did God create the world? I'm not talking about man, but uh, heaven and earth. Every creature on earth, you know, from, from the stone to the sky to, to the water, why did he create it? And, and the answer should come from that very verse. Don't answer me, uh, bring me from, from Isaiah or from, uh, from uh, Micah or from the Talmud. I want an answer from uh, the rabbis of tradition derive the answer from that very verse. The answer should be here. Uh, can anyone try? Uh, why uh, can't you just uh, uh, write to me? What do you think? Uh, God, why God created the world? The world. Can anyone answer me? Try to uh, write me, email me, and answer just to see. What do you think? Why was why did God create the world, heaven and earth? Why? For what purpose? Can anyone answer me that question? Does anyone have an answer there? No question? No. Elohim, okay, Elohim, Elohim. Uh, well, uh, I, I'm, God, has, God created us to learn the Torah. Uh, no, desire to create because he desired it. So why created? Because he desired it. God created the world and man and for all his pleasure. Why? Well, yes, that's all that's nice. But show me, show me, just, uh, can you uh, substantiate it from the verse? Where does the verse says here that he, uh, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth for pleasure? It doesn't say that. It's nice. Uh, I hear your thinking, I understand it, it's lovely, or because he desire it. Well, where does it say here that he desire it? It doesn't say that. Aleph and Taf, well, Aleph and Taf, it means at uh, the beginning, the, the Torah start with, with, with Aleph, but what, where, where is it in the verse? He looked on his walk and said it was good. So why did he, that's, that's not, first of all, we are, we are in verse number one. The verse number one doesn't say that he looked at his work and he said it was good. I, I'm sticking now, the microscope is focusing on, on, on verse one, period. No other verse. He looked on his work and he said it was Aleph and Tau. Okay, so you see how, this is just an example how people usually answer me uh, for his pleasure, because he desire it, because of the love of the Torah, all that is nice, it's beautiful, I have no argument against it. Only, I have no quarrel against those, his questions are beautiful, very thoughtful and, and nice, but they are just not what the verse says. So now you ask me, so what's the answer? What is the answer? What is the uh, what is the answer? Because if you don't know that, if you don't know the answer of that, what else? What else can you know? 
about it too. I feel, feel. People don't know why, the, what, why God created the world, then uh, what else can they know? That's the basic message of the Torah. So let's go back to the opposite side. And you see here, uh, it's not the full page there. <coughs> uh, but you see, I don't know, those of you who can read Hebrew, uh, it says in the beginning, Elohim created, Elohim, uh, to create time somebody writes, well, uh, he created time because he says at the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, beginning means time zero. So at time zero, God created the heaven and earth. So obviously, He created time zero. But that's not the purpose. I ask Him, what for? So if there was a beginning, there must be an end. I agree with that. All that is nice and philosophical and beautiful, but, but it's not the purpose. And the purpose is, is, is given to you only in the Hebrew, in the original Hebrew word. You know, the Torah doesn't say in Hebrew that God created the world. That the, 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 the God created the world. The Torah doesn't say that. The Torah says that Elohim created the world. And Elohim, as Rashi says here, and he says in, in many other things, uh, here it says here by Elohim it says bidatadin uh, and he repeated any, many times in the Torah the Rashi says Elohim is the attribute of justice or, 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 or the judge so who created in the beginning the Hebrew text says at the beginning the judge created the heaven and the earth Oh, what a difference it is. The judge. It's a whole new new aspect. The judge created the heaven and the earth. Uh, for what? Obviously, if the judge created the heaven and the earth, it's to stand justice. To stand judgment. So now we got the basic message of the Torah. Without it, there is no Torah. That the purpose of creation by Elohim, the, the Elohim created the world for judgment, to sit a judgment, to sit on it, to sit and to, uh, to undergo judgment. I'm not talking about human judgment, the human that we have to stand judgment. The world, the, the mosquito, the flower. The, the everything that was created during the sixth day, all the creatures in the world stand trial. Each one in his own world. You know, I don't know what kind of judgment the, 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 the mosquito goes, or the sun, or the moon, or the black hole. But each creature, you can believe me, or the, what the Torah says, the, the judge created the, the, the planets, the novas, the, 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 the molecules, the organic molecule chemistry, the inorganic chemistry, the physics, everything. It was, it was done to stand justice. He put a law that can be part of it is maybe the law of nature. And he created a world for stand judgment. And everyone, every creature should, should, should abide by those laws. Including us, we'll see later on, with a little difference. 
than the rest of the world. But the, but the basic answer, so I'm repeating, the, the basic question was, who created the world? If you say God, you lose it, you, you lose the, the whole, the whole, the whole, you lose the whole message. You lose the message. People don't know that because they, they, they forgot. They don't know. Only, only, only those uh, who know Hebrew and who carry the Hebrew meaning knows and believe that, uh, that it was not just God, but it is the judge. Well, I'm not against the word God. God is a full meaning of reverence. God means a awesome power that I revere. I cherish, uh, it's a holy name, it's not, everything is fine, apart that whoever translated it to English was completely oblivion, was unaware of, of the original Hebrew translation or the Hebrew meaning of the judge, which even Rashi, everyone knows it. So, so if you, so there is no, actually there is no word for Hebrew in Hebrew similar to the word God. Uh, God, there is Elohim, Elohim or Elohim. I say Elohim, Elohim with, with K because I don't want to mention the, the real name Elohim repeatedly. So the real name is Elohim Jazz with H, Elohim. It's a judge, but I will say Elohim to avoid the, the, the mentioning the name, holy name in vain. Or even, even, if, I te even if we teach. So Elohim uh, is the is the is the creator to stand justice. Now, uh, you ask me. Well, you ask me first of all, uh, what kind of justice is that? How does he judge the world? And. Uh, and and are there any other name? What is the name? I just mentioned that the the, the Lokim judge the uh, created the world to stand justice, but uh, only the beginning was like that. The Torah says later on there are so the other name, other attribute of the infinite Creator uh, created the world. We will go into that. So, when he was so the infinite creator that has no name, he was sitting on a throne as a judge, as a harsh judge, and he did, he did create the sixth day. So he created it as a as an attribute of din, d-i-n or din or judgment. So you can ask me now. So there is an infinite, infinite creator that has no name, but this infinite creator, in his kindness, he created, he set down, he, 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 he kind of wore, as, a, as a Talmud described it, as he put on the the, the, the robe or or the crown of a, of a, of a judge. Supreme Judge, and he sat on the throne, and that's how throne of justice, and that's that's how he created the world. So, you ask me, uh, how do I know that? How can I, how can you be sure that what I'm saying is a, is a true? It's not just a cabalistic uh, idea 
esoteric Judaism, you know, somebody on the, on the hill of Judea invented it recently, maybe in Spain, or who, you know, you can tell me, oh, you know, I never heard about it. What is he talking about? Why, why, why should I stick to, to why should I accept the, the, the new word, the Lokim, judge, and not stick to the name that I always know, God? And uh, what is talking about judgment, attribute of judgment, and this? Uh, who knows? Why? why uh, what credit does he have? Maybe he's one of those esoteric Kabbalistic people that uh, teach Kabbalah to Madonna and, 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 and all kind of things. And maybe what I'm teaching you is just like a, something I concocted from my head and, and just sitting there talk, taking advantage of you and telling you all kind of stories. So you can ask me, yeah, give me a proof that what you're saying is really true. That's a basic Judaism. The truth is, there is only, there is historical truth. The truth is that uh, this, this, you know, this is the basic of, uh, of, uh, of the services in the Holy Temple, you know, especially in Rosh Hashanah. So there is a, uh, once one holy day, major holiday, Jewish holiday, which is called the the New Year holiday. In the New Year is the anniversary of creation, and it has been celebrated from the time of Moses till now, even before that. Now, from the time of Noah, perhaps, and even the in before the Adam. So, so the anniversary of creation, this is the annual day that the, the world was created. The anniversary of creation, we celebrated, we, I mean, the Jewish people over thousands and thousands of years, including the Holy Temple, including the Temple of David, and Solomon, and Ezra, and the Prophet, and, and down to the Rabbis, and to the Diaspora in Babylon, in Spain, a thousand, thousand of years, we maintain one holiday, it's called Rosh Hashanah holiday, the New Year, as opposite to all the other nations. So all the other nations, when they have New Year, they have a big party, they throw up a big, beautiful party full of laughter and, uh, and they're having a good time, they get drunk at 12 o'clock, they kiss each other and so on, each is, uh, even the other people who are, you know. So it's a big party, which is fine, nothing wrong with uh, celebrating a new year. Uh, of uh, of the civil new year of the calendar whatever we have in that fashion you know you want to go to party why not but when you celebrate when you celebrate the anniversary of creation when you celebrate the anniversary of creation well you remember that verse first verse and you celebrate it as a day of universal judgment this is a day that the entire world stands before God, before Elohim, in judgment. When I say entire God, if you look at, this, at, the, at the prayer book of the Jewish people that come in Rosh Hashanah or the New Year to the synagogue, well, they eat and drink, uh, more, you know, to appropriate the celebrated day as anniversary of uh, the birthday, birthday of the universe. But uh, at the same time, they stand in, it's a, it's a solemn day. It's a day that you repent. 
because you know you, your whole life is passing before its own uh, of judgment because this is an anniversary of creation and, and, and if you read the text there in the, in the, in the, in the prayer book it says that uh, not only human beings but all the universe from the fly, from the smallest fly to the biggest uh, general or king in the world every, every creature sun and the moon, the light and the darkness and the, and the, and the ocean and the, and the land and the grass and the trees and the seed of life and the, and, uh, and the sun and the moon and the fish in the water and the bird and fly and the crocodile and, and the beast and the, and the cattle, actually the cattle first and then the beast and uh, the, everything in the corner floor on the ground Every creature that is described in the sixth day, all of that, from the beginning to the end of the sixth day, all stand before him, pass before him as a sheep before the shepherd. And you look at each item, the smallest to the biggest, and when he passed before, they all pass before his phone. Only the Creator can do such thing. Only, only he. The Creator with the, almi the, the Almighty Elohim, the Supreme Judge, only He can do such thing. And when he, they all pass before Him, He examines them, each one of them, and de to determine if they will continue the next year. So that's the basic of the holiday of, uh, of Rosh Hashanah. Now, what, what, what proof can, I, can you have better than that? To, to support the notion that the world was created by Elohim as a judge. So when, 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 I, when we say, to, when, we say when Judaism says, when the Torah says Elohim created the world, it has a special message, it has an enormous message. So all Bnei Noach, in fact, if I look, if I, if I look at any holiday, any holiday that Bnei Noach can, 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 can build or can disconceive as you create, as we create our, 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 as we return to Noah, so to speak, uh, as we, so there, there is no more meaningful holiday than Rosh Hashanah or the, as a day, as a day when the entire universe, entire universe, not only human beings, entire universe passed before, before him in the ship of the throne, which is based on the first verse of Genesis. So I don't need to prove you anymore, I just the historical proof. The fact that this, this was the service of Rosh Hashanah in the Temple, Holy Temple. 2,500 years ago they always celebrated in the Temple and they sang the song and the rituals and the sacrifices as, and because the sacrifices were only only a tangible thing around which they, they recited the prayer, and the prayer is what she poured, what she poured, not the sacrifice only. So the, 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 the ceremony, the, the Levite singing for Rosh Hashanah, the, the prayer books, and all that reflect, even today, if you open up and you read them, they reflect the idea that uh, what I was just saying, that the world was created by uh, the judge, to stand judgment. Now, if you, how can anybody disregard it? If you just 
dis disregarded and translated as God, you lose the entire you lose the entire message. A whole entire message is lost. It's amazing how everybody there's so many people who take the Bible in their hand and study it, they sing with it, they love it, but only the Jewish people still carry uh, the original, only they kind of, we, we still celebrate it, or the original meaning, which is so meaningful, which is so, such a meaningful, meaningful uh, message that the world was created to stand in judgment. It also tells you another thing, that from all, or from all our virtues, from all the virtues for the Torah, the Torah uh, uh, tried to, to lift up or to, to highlight, you know, we can do this, we can learn science, we can learn excellent sport, we can sell in this, we can sell in that. We can become wealthy, we can create new, 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 uh, new computers, new, everything we can do. We will talk about it. We have the capacity to, to rule the world. But there is nothing that the Torah see more divine origin than our capacity to execute a, a true justice. The, our ability, our, our, so to speak, like a natural ability, or built-in ability, to, to judge, to see the truth from, from the false, from the lie, from the, from the, the full form from, from, from the lie, the truth from the lie. To see the truth, to, to, make the, to, see, to execute judgment, true judgment, to to uh, to to do this fine to to have the ability to distinguish between the, those the false and and truth. Uh, this is what the Torah see as our most divine divine uh, feature that we got from from the Creator, because the Creator was sitting as a judge to create the world. So obviously, this is a message that uh, uh, since we, we are in his image and, and form as we will see later on so obviously we can do the same thing we can also execute judgment like him in, 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 our, in our little world okay now uh, any question for me so far on that point why did God create the world Why does the name Elohim seem to be the plural voice? Well, that's a, a, the good answer, the question. But the the, the basic the the, uh, the the basic explanation is: I remember when I was a young boy at the school, uh, elementary school, so to speak. Because what I'm telling you is really basics. Although, of course, the uh, young at, at, at elementary school they didn't tell me what I'm telling you now I mean, as a child you cannot grasp all this meaning but the idea that Elohim created the world as a judge so a, a plural uh, means in Hebrew actually uh, a, a reverence it's, it's, a, it's a way of, of reverence in fact the word Elohim appears also in secular meaning the Torah says Later on in Deuteronomy, you should not, you should, you should obey your king, and Elohim, you should not curse. It, the Torah doesn't speak there on a blasphemy, you should curse God, but Elohim there means a judge, literally the judge. 
So the judges, uh, Elohim is a word that they actually also use in, in a secular, in mundane uh, fashion just to designate a judge. And the, pl the plural voice here is just a, uh, uh, a measure of reverence. If there are beginning, there must be a lot. So, is there any other question so far? That was a good question. Why is it plural? All right. Uh, now, let's say continue here because we need to continue with our story. We just touch base. When I said that Elohim created the world, the world as a judge. Now, what kind of sort of judgment he execute? What is his way to do commit judgment? What does he do? Uh, th what kind of uh, measure does he apply? Now there are certain rules here. The, Torah, the, the, the Talmud speak repeatedly, and all, all of that is reflected reflected in uh, in in the prayer for for uh, the, very much reflected in Rosh Hashanah prayers. Everything I say here, and in, in Jewish tradition, regarding Elohim. Remember, there are other attributes of Hashem. Hashem appeals to the world in different way, different name. He assumes different name as the story of the Bible goes. So right now, at the Genesis, he appears as Elohim. Later on, at the beginning, he is Elohim, but later on, he will assume different, different name, different attribute. But we are talking now, let's say, the attribute of mercy, which has a different name. And there are 13 other attributes. In, there are many, many names. But right now we are talking about the basic of, of, of the Torah of Genesis. And as a judge, now what kind of judge, how does he function as a judge? We, you need to know, we need to know that because we are judged too. We can, we can apply the same sort of judgment in our life. So Elohim, first of all, is, as we said, it's, it reflects always the truth. He's just. He's always just. And he is even. He does not. He will judge the king in the same fashion that he will judge the, the poorest and the layman. He will judge the, the fly. For him, a fly, so to speak, is not less important than, than, the, than the big wealthy person uh, uh, will sit in a palace. For him, in his eye, uh, in Elohim's eye, every creature is precious. Of course, also human beings are all, all the same. So he is the even, the judgment is even, and he is always rightful. He, he looks for the truth, he executes according to the truth, without deviating for the threat of a hair. And uh, with, with measure, this is measure against measure. You do something, you get it right away, right away, uh, right away on your head. By the way, here on, on, on that, on that uh, page that you see on the internet here, on the right side in English, it says justice, midat you see that? Uh, right there, I cannot I have, I have a pointer actually, I can put it, try to put a pointer over here. 
I don't know why it doesn't come. Oh, here it comes. So here the pointer. You see the pointer? It shows on, on the attribute of justice, midat din. That's what the, Rashi, the, the English translation even bring it here. Now, the, 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 uh, the uh, feature, the Elohim always judge measure against measure without mercy. So you kill, you're being killed. You eat, you're being eaten. You cause pain, pain will cause to you. Now, in the eyes of Elohim, all creatures are even. So if you eat a, uh, if you eat a lamb for dinner, you kill it. Well, you know it's very appropriate that one day somebody else will eat you for dinner. So in his eyes, the the, the cycle of of judgment is eternal. A people, a, all creatures get get the get the, the the reward and the punishment. They get the reward if they comply with his law. With his law, they continue to live. If they don't, or if they do something, they they uh, whatever they do, they get it back on their head. With no mercy, that's with no mercy, no compassion, and no forgiveness. Oh, that's I know shocking to many people. Wow, God does it without mercy, without compassion. Without forgiveness, well, I didn't say that. I didn't say God. I said Elohim. The attribute of justice, the attribute of judgment, the absolute justice. That's what I should say. The absolute justice execute absolute justice. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. This is the absolute justice. I didn't say that there, there is, this is a final law or this is the way we should, we should handle our affair because we have to consider other attributes. We have to consider the attribute of judge, of mercy. Later on we'll, we'll study about it. But in nature you don't see mercy. In nature you see only calamities, sorrow, because creature, this is how the world was created. Creature cause pain and pain is inflicted for upon them. There are earthquakes, the nova explode, star explode, star born and explode. Who knows how many million of creatures could die there? Because that's how they. In, in, but in, don't don't ever uh, uh, challenge uh, the the truth of the of the of the attribute of justice because. The attribute of justice always know the truth and the truth justice. For instance, that's why when we passed away, when people pass away in Jewish tradition, uh, they say on the, they go to the grave and they say, Baruch Dayan Emet, bless is the judge Dayan, the, the Midat Adin, the attribute of judgment, bless the, the, the judgment who executed the truth. And that's that's how the tradition you should say when you stay when you say on the tomb of your parents or tomb of uh, the children usually say it when their parents die or father God forbid say it when 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 one of his children unnaturally un, uh, die prematurely so instead of fighting with God and say what did you do to me and whatever you are not right and so on you stand there by the grave and you know that who executed the judgment 
the eternal, absolute judge, Elohim, and you bless him for that. You accept his yoke of judgment. So here, so let's repeat it. The attribute of judgment ruled the world for six days uh, with the absolute truth, uh, measure for measure, even justice. You do something, you get something back on your head. The lion will eat a lamb, or the wolf will eat a lamb, and then the wolf run in the forest, and a, and a tree fall on, fall, on, fall on the wolf, and the wolf died. And then a worm come and eat the eat the wolf. So the cycle of food, the cycle of of uh, of creature and causing pain to each other. But you cause pain. What do you expect? Pain will come to you one day. In the eyes of Elohim, uh, this is right. It's so strange for us when we read, when we, we understand, because we are built a little different, differently. We are we understand it. Uh, we have uh, now in our soul is much more complex. On purpose, we'll see it in a minute as we come to to the creation of of of, of man. Uh, we'll see how complex we are. But the sixth day, we are talking here about the first chapter, the fifth, sixth. This is how the world is created. So he created the, the sun and he said the, 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 the all the day by day using this this uh, uh, this uh, feature this way this uh, uh, characteristic of, of him until he, until we got to the uh, to men to creation of men. Now, who created men? Who created men? Uh, somebody can tell me who created men? Who created men now? So, we talk about the creation of the world, for what purpose? Who created Adam? And for what purpose? We created Adam and for what purpose? Okay, so um, somebody can tell me who created Adam and for what purpose? We really enjoyed the explanation of the first verse. Never before have we heard it in that light. Thank you, fine. Thank you for saying that. Now, Elohim, uh, Glenn says, Elohim, Elohim, Elohim. Yeah, of course, because Elohim is the one who created Adam. And let's see it here. I think, uh, let me see, I think I have it on the page on the site here. Uh, try to bring it up. Um, Let's see, uh, okay, right here, I have the, the I, I have here uh, the verses in, and it should be, instead of God, Elohim, and there is a count how many times the word Elohim appears, we'll talk about it later on, but let's move to, to the, mer to, to the sixth day, where, Elo where 
Well, before I show it to you, of course, if I say, look, if I say the same thing, if I ask people who created Adam, he say, well, of course, God. Because it says, and God, all the translation says, God created, and God said, let us make Adam in our form, in our image. Oh, how many times you heard that verse? And God said, let us make Adam in our form, in our image. And God said, let us make Adam, and we are the image of God, and we are the form of God. And, well, that's nice. Nothing wrong with it, but only if I ask you again, what was the purpose of creation of Adam? And now, if I say that, without knowing that the Elohim, if you, search, if you just stick to the basic, basic notion of God, God created Adam, oh, now everybody will be bewildered. Why did he create Adam? Oh, he, oh, now you're confused. Why? Well, maybe he just wanted it. Maybe he wanted us to believe in the prophet. Maybe he wants us to believe in the Messiah. Maybe he wants us to be good people, good father, good mother, good citizen. Maybe he just enjoyed doing it. Maybe this, well, all these very thoughtful reasons and all religion sometimes stand on that and flick on, on one world. And I know many, several religions, major religions on earth that they really struggle with that was simply uh, because they don't know why they, they forgot the, the basic that the, the basic Hebrew word, which is not God here. The, it, it was not God that said, "Let us make Adam and Eve," but it was. Let me put it up on 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 here. And Elohim said here uh, on chapter one one twenty six. And Elohim said, I put it here on top, and Elohim said, let us make Adam in our form, in our, in our image. So, who spoke? Who is the speaker? Elohim said. Oh, that's a whole new, new open a whole new approach. Why, why was man created? Before anything else, before you know Isaiah, before you know the Messiah, before you know anything else, before you know uh, uh, the Talmud, before you know Kabbalah, before you know Islam, before you know anything else. What is the basic that every Noahide should know? The basic is, the answer is, we are here to stand, by, we were made by the judge to stand the trial. We are made, the judge made us to stand an eternal trial all our life. All our life is just a long, long trial. Trial and tribulations. By whom? Who is the judge? Elohim. He made us no, no different, by the way, than he made the mosquito. No different than he made... What, no different than he made... The, the, the stone and the rock, or the flower, or, or, or the angel, or whatever. We all stand judgment, like a cattle and a beast and everything that crawl on the ground. That everything preceded us, because we have the same Creator, the same name, 
He didn't change his name. Elohim said. So Rosh Hashanah, in fact, if you if we will be more particular, Rosh Hashanah is really the creation of the anniversary of Adam creation on the sixth day, because we celebrate. In particular, our Rosh Hashanah is not just celebration of the day one, but Rosh Hashanah is celebration of day six, where Elohim said, let us make Adam in our form, in our image. So you say, tell me now, of course, the next question come, uh, well, I didn't know that I am the same, uh, that Elohim judged me uh, in the same way as a mosquito. Or, 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 or the same way as a lion, or uh, what, what do you tell me, Rabbi? Is that that's what you think about me? That's what I am? Just another animal on earth? We reject it right away. We think ourselves a little more than that. Could be, and we rightfully, because why? Because what do you see in this verse? In that verse, you see, Elohim said, Let us, in plural, made Adam in our form, in our image. That's the first time he's speaking plural. And Elohim never speaking plural, almost in the entire Torah, maybe only once or twice. But they always they were for a certain purpose. Elohim, although he, the name is plural, but he always speak in singular because of oneness. Because of the principle of oneness. So Elohim always speak as one. But here, as, an ex- as a very exceptional verse, as Rashi pointed out to you there, right away Rashi says that, Elohim speaks in plural because to show you that he, he consulted with other attributes, other attributes, there were other names involved in our, in our making. So although Elohim was still the one who controlled our creation, so to speak, but he, he consulted other attribute, other name of, of, of the infinite creator. So the creator has an infinite number of names. He is beyond our conception. He is beyond, you cannot give him a name. You cannot, even to say God is not, for, is not enough. I mean, you cannot describe him. But you Torah tell you that one, sometimes he sit down on the throne of justice, and sometimes, for instance here, we'll see later on, in particular when he spoke in plural, he spoke in the opposite, opposite, opposite uh, uh, attribute of the infinite creator, which is called the attribute of mercy, as Rashi says. And so let us come together, we'll talk about it, how it happened, and how it created, both of them created Adam, and, and in our form, and that's why, in fact, how do I know again this is true? How do I know that this is true? Because, and historically true, how do you know that, that I'm not taking, concocting things from my own mind, or, or I've got a fever now, and I'm kind of, kind of just thinking, talking out of, out of my head? Uh, because that's a Rosh Hashanah service. Rosh Hashanah service starts with very harsh judgment, which end in mercy. We'll talk about it, and that's what every Ben Noach should know about it. So this is only with the touch base today, uh, and we talk about 
the, the Elohim who created the world, the attribute of Jad, we introduced the inter, the, uh, the, uh, the concept of uh, Elohim, the attribute of judgment, the way, the way, the special way, conduct things, measure against measure, absolute truth, tooth, tooth for a tooth, eye for an eye. Uh, that's a written Torah, that's not the oral Torah. The oral Torah go, goes for the mercy. But the written Torah is in the finger of Elohim. So the finger of Elohim always speaks the absolute truth. Tooth, tooth for a tooth, eye for an eye. But the attribute of mercy says differently. We we'll talk about it. And so for six days he conducted the, the affair like that until the, for, for whole six days until he came to this to them day number six and uh, and um, number six and he created us he, he, he asked other attributes to join him so to speak that's what the Torah warned us to under, to know how it really happened is beyond our conception we are only human beings but, but that's what the Torah warned us to know oh I don't think with the hour passed by any other question uh, uh, we are in is, does this imply that the nation of Israel will be judged on Rosh Hashanah before the days of all or the world creation will be judged on a day the answer is that's a good answer there is nothing to do whatever I said so far nothing to do with the nation of Israel this is Adam and Eve this is Noah this is Enosh this is uh, way before uh, before the Jewish people even were born. The idea that uh, there is an anniversary of creation, that the entire universe and the entire humankind passed before him as a throne. Noah believed in it, Abraham believed in it, Jacob and Isaac. As B'nai Noah, they were not Jews, they were B'nai Noah officially at that time. So they all believe in, in, in that face, they carry that face. And so there is nothing to do with the, with the nation of Israel here. I never, I, the only thing I mention Israel is because Israel kept, kept this tradition that the only one we carry this tradition for time immemorial because we are, we are the nation of priests. So we carry it for, for the sake of humanity at large. Without us, it was it has it could have been forgotten. Any other question? Thank you, thank you for listening to me. Uh, are we going to be here next week? Thank you. You're more than welcome. Yes. Okay. Very nice. So next week we'll continue with God help. Our discussion and uh, we go through with a microscope, we enlarge the microscope and talk about the story of Genesis. You have a wonderful weekend and a good Shabbat and hear from you next week. Bye.